The following program is for adult audiences only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the show. Eric and Gord's The Show. The podcast where real men get to be real. And, um, men. Hey, everybody. I'm Eric. That's Gord. This is The Show. Let's go. Hey, Gord. Hi, Eric. Powered by Riverside FM. You're welcome. There you go. Hi. Powered, powered by. Just Power. sound, it sounds like we're getting like amplified. Oh, we are. We are getting amplified already. <laughs> you know why? That's why. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's true, too. All I do is win, win, win. That's why I'm recording half the show on my phone and half on my laptop from a homeless shelter on Saturday morning. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, that's just that's how we win that's how we win how's it going sir good uh you know that that with all this is just showing your white privilege is showing just letting you know what's that sorry your white privilege is showing just oh i know <laughs> um you know it's actually funny i've got a thing about uh about white privilege it's from like the 80s that a guy wrote that's actually it's like 25 reasons why we're privileged Oh, and it's actually kind of painful. You're like, holy shit! Um, <laughs> it's like when when um, I can generally, no matter where I go or what I do, I'm guaranteed to be with a group of people of my own race at all times. Can't say that anymore. Um, no, it's fairly true though. Like at work, at home, I can always go somewhere and find a a, a group of people of my race to be. Um, with um, the other one was uh, it what in school my children will be taught about their race mm, and their yeah. their race's influence on history and yeah. their, their race's impact on uh, yeah that's that's strictly a white thing <laughs> in yeah, no, anyway. that, um, that's true that's very true there's 25 of them and they're just like ouch damn <laughs> Yeah, it's, it makes a really good point. I was going to actually write them down and have them for us for the show, but I, did, I didn't know when it was going to be appropriate because we're not really talking about that kind of stuff anymore. <laughs> and yet, here we are. <laughs> and yet, here we are. And Through a lot of this uh, shit with everything uh, between her health issues and mine is we're doing a couple's therapy, and um, it's amazing doing really, really tremendous work, and it's, like, blown away by how how well it's it's helping both of us which is really great but um for the first time since we started this conversation i actually had a very upfront and blunt conversation about um sort of where i am mentally and why it is i haven't shared that with uh with my wife about all this and uh it was it was incredible and it all really sort of came down from the fact that i started having this conversation talking with you that's good well i'm I'm very glad that it worked out that way that was the whole point of getting back on and doing this together so um yeah so it was it was it was was awesome um don't have a whole lot to update on this um still struggling with the same issues um trying to figure out things um in the sense of like changing 40 years of atypical male sexual uh behavior and thought process and literally having to change it completely 
to try to make things work for both parties uh not easy but um right. definitely good to have a little more of an open conversation now which is that's, i didn't realize how desperately needed it was i i still think that's probably i i don't i obviously i don't have any sort of perspective whatsoever but i would say that's that's going to be the but for me personally that would be one of the easiest ones to deal with at our age um in what sense oh just uh i'm i'm fine with the not being sexually gratified and that happens to me all the time I guess imagine not just I mean the easiest way to say is imagine not being able to masturbate that's the thing oh I, not being able to that's where it becomes difficult because you want to yeah if I didn't want to if that part of my brain was suppressed because of all this I wouldn't have a fucking care in the world I definitely know that feeling as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's uh yeah it's it's the difficult thing, um, but uh you know it's uh yeah there there there's ways around everything and everything can be worked That's true. in different lights. So it's just a matter of just figuring that part of it out and um yeah. And you see everybody, I've been trying to tell you, you just got to talk to me and Gordon. Things get better. Start. Hey, by the way, you guys can all stop with the uh, we feel so sorry. Our heart goes out to board messages and stuff. I don't need them. It's fine. <laughs> now, you know, speaking of that, so here's an interesting thing for you. So um, one of the things that, like, when, when I started bringing this conversation up um, to, to, to the wife and I said, you know, I go, how do you – talk about something like how do you talk about an issue that you have that can't be resolved you know what i mean so like say like you know like as a thing like i can't get a heart on right so how do you bring this up that this is an issue this is something i'm struggling with but nothing can be said or done that was going to fix that problem that's really that's an interesting question right so how do you as a as as you know as an sort of a typical guy in the sense that you know like I'm, I'm an open book i'll talk about anything but when it comes to direct emotional feelings of how i'm feeling about something as this is something i'm not really sort of used to it and ultimately of, doesn't matter because there is no resolution there's no resolution and as a guy we want we talk about things we talk about something because we need a resolution we need a way to deal with it and a way to handle it and how do we handle this so when you don't, and there's no resolution, is that you just sort of sit there like, well, there's no point saying anything. Yeah, My that's... case in point with this was when I first got out of surgery and I had the catheter in. Um, I didn't talk about how much, like I didn't, like, I mean, I, I would say it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but I didn't really talk about how and why it was so uncomfortable, why it made me feel the way it did and why I was so sort of mentally shutting down throughout the process. Of course not. But what's funny is now, I mean, you remember, I'm part of a prostate cancer support group of a group of guys who have all been through this directly. If there's, these, are the, these are the people who I can directly relate to and understand what it is I'm going through. Right. But the problem was I wouldn't reach out and I refused to reach out and talk to them. I did initially, I shouldn't say that, I did it once, but it did serve no purpose because – there's nothing they're going to say that's going to make me feel better. All I knew was that it was temporary and that 
once this thing comes out of me, then I'll be then that struggle will be over. I can move on with anything else, but this really uncomfortable, painful experience that I'm going through, there's an end date. It will stop. Right. So that's the only thing that, you know, so no matter how sort of depressed and, and fucking sad and frustrated, no matter how any of that I was, was going on internally, I, A, tried my best not to show it, but I didn't want to talk about it because it served no purpose to me. Yeah, of course. Because nobody's going to say anything that's going to make me feel better. And that's instantly where I default to in, in any situation where it's like, there's no point. Like, like whenever something bad happens or whatever, when I got my like my, my HIV diagnosis and stuff, it's just like, oh, do you want to talk about this? Like, no, why? It's, it's, it is what it is. So let's let's move on with our lives. Let's don't sit around yeah. talking about it. Yeah, that's why I went undiagnosed with PTSD for two years. Is it something wrong? Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about shit. Fuck off. Right? <laughs> you know, and there, I mean, obviously there is something to be said about talking about certain things, but again, as as a guy's mentality, which is you talk about issues when you need a solution to the issue. Exactly. So when there's no solution, immediate solution, like there are solutions for me being impotent. There are solutions for that, but right. it's like 18 months later. Sure. You know, so you're talking anywhere from one and a half to three years later that I can start to look at my options to see what we can do. Well, that's all right. That's still a goal. You're still it's a goal, but that's 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 not an immediate fix. Well, that's something I can't. That's that's two fucking years. I gotta yeah. wait. We'll talk about it in seventeen and a half months. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Book the appointment. I'll talk to you then. Otherwise, fuck it. I don't want to talk about it because I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. So it, that part of it's really interesting, and it's and it it's also really shows the difference between men and women in the mentality of things because. You know, when she's struggling with stuff that she's going through, she will talk to me and she will just be straight up like, you know, this bothers me because I wanted this, but I can't. And I do this. And she can be straight up and honest and she doesn't need a solution. She just needs to get it out. Yeah, of course. You know, and which is, you know, which which is great. She can get that out and she can feel a little bit of relief and all that stuff. But it still makes it really difficult because I don't get that same I don't get that relief by just announcing what my problem is. I don't get that sense of relief after because there is, because there's, there's no solution. Well, exactly. Yeah. I, so um, it's, it's tough. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, now, I'm, now you've got me asking myself that question and I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, what do we do? How do we, I got no, I got no answer for you right now. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, I mean, I went to my, um, now again, I can't really talk about this, but, you know, I, when I was at my um, my support group, um, it was humorous because, like, I'm, I go in there, I'm thinking, okay, I got, like, a fucking list of shit I got questions for and I want to get answers to, and I get in there, and they're doing this whole presentation <laughs> with about, you know, nutrition and, you know, what nutrition works best for for prostate cancer and that sort of thing and how it's really going to help and what things you should load up on and stuff you should cut down on. And it took up the entire meeting and just like, fuck, (laughs) (laughs) like this is necessary information. We need this information. I'm really thankful to have an expert in the field that we can talk to about this. And this is great. And I had a bunch of questions, which was good, but it's like, and just sitting there, I'm like, well, fuck. Now the questions I actually directly had, I got to wait 
another month. <laughs> so I can answer, well, you guys only meet once a month. Yeah, it's once a month. Oh wow. Um, but it's it's great. Um, because as soon as I walk in, as soon as I walked in the room, like two of the guys right away. So, oh, you had your surgery last month. How'd it go? You know, yeah. and like right away and just sort of a lot of sort of initial questions about it when I first got in there, which was really cool. But uh, and yeah. yeah, I guess they can probably relate a little more to you now than. Yeah, because like the pre-surgery, everybody sort of looks at me as I remember that time. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming yet, Bucko. That was the good part. <laughs> that was yeah. That was that was all fun part because everything still fucking worked before surgery. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Well, um, I wonder how much worse that is than everything working and not being able to do anything about it anyway. You know, and it's it's funny. I'm not gonna lie that that's been a question in my head, thinking how long could I have lasted with the cancer in me? <laughs> you know, I mean, if I died after say three years, that's that's three years of a working dick. That and that's what's fucked up about the guy's mentality about this one. Like this is that's an actual battle that would go through a man's head. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, this wouldn't be a battle in a woman's head. No, no, necessarily. Like this isn't something that a woman, for the most part, would be like. If I can't have sex again, but I get to live longer, that's not even a second option. Well, I no, mean, of course, just I don't have to have fucking, sex again. That's fantastic, that's, right? You know, have this fucking asshole breathing down my fucking neck all the time, trying to stick his dick in me. No, you know, but it, it's it's such a difference in that mentality of. Well, that, you know, speaks like women, to, like, that speaks to why something that could be 97% curable two years out and we all still fucking die from it. That's that's what we don't even go like, yeah. like get it looked at <laughs> uh, because of it. That's the most ridiculous uh, statistic, I think, in the planet. Um, yeah. But that, that speaks to the mentality right there. It's like, oh, no, this is my dick area. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not, no, not going to get tested. And this is the funny thing. And this is the thing oh, that. Oh, my God, my dick hurts. Go to the doctor. Hell no. <laughs> no. It'll go away. It'll be fine. It still gets hard. It's all I care about. But it's funny because that's one of the things that actually, like, openly talking about this side of it. You know, like, when I go up online and I look for things, the verbiage is is pretty ridiculous. Like it's, it's, it's all about being optimistic and, and everything else. And it's all about like, you know, this can happen, but then you start looking at the stats of how often guys get a sort of full recovery and you find out it is extremely slim to none. Right. You know, so, you know, getting guys like, you know, like getting guys to get tested, getting their PSA test done and checking to make sure that they have, if they have this or not, yeah, it is wicked important. Every guy should do it once a year. It's like thirty-five fucking dollars in Canada. Fucking just do it once a year. Your problem solved. But once you get, or if you get that positive result, you know, the smartest way you can look at it is don't look at it from your perspective of your dick. Look at it from your perspective of your brain, which is, do I want to continue living or do I want to die? Right. And that's the only way you can truly look at it. You know, you've got to look at it from a life and death perspective because prostate cancer is a death sentence. It and I'm one, still it is a death said that I don't care what it is. Keep me alive. I still made, I still subscribe to that. It's, I don't care if I'm a lung in an eyeball in a jar somewhere. I want to be alive. 
They will fix me. Elon Musk will fix me. Someone will fix me one day. So just, somebody will fix that out, and I don't uh, care what I look like after. No, not not <laughs> one bit. I I can get through it. I can be ugly and, and be okay. Yeah, um, um, I want to be alive. I always choose life. Life is always but, better. But there are. Like, legit, there are guys, like, you know, my father was a prime example of this, you know. Sure. He refused certain, like, a bunch of treatments because he knew that if he got the whole prostate removed, that his dick would never work. Right. And so he refused it, and it fucking, and that decision fucking killed him. Yeah. And that's, there and, you go. And it, that's it's a that's shocking true. thing that that's how much weight that men are willing to put on their dick. Yeah. Like are like they will put their dick ahead of their life. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's when you say it it sounds so fucking retarded, but yet it's sadly so true. It's the reason why prostate cancer is the number two killer of men. It's because of the fact that guys would rather have a hard on for an extra two years than to live for an extra forty. Now, just to clarify, that's not consecutively what he means. That means just no. not like oh, I don't want a two-year hard on. That would really suck. <laughs> but it gives the option. <laughs> that was my two-year hard on sound effect, by the way. That was it. That was the uh, the Ken and Ray, which I don't I don't even know which one that is. It's one of them, but. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's yeah, that's it's. It's crazy and going, going into this with a very, with as clear of a head as I can, and knowing that I have the ability to be able to really talk about this on a different level that most would be willing to talk about it. Having that internal mental battle is really crazy to experience because, like you know, you got the level head thinking this way, but then. You know, you got that little voice in the back of your head going, yeah, but dude, if you just said no to the surgery, yeah, you'd still be able to do these things. Sure, it's for like, for two years. Think how long two years is. Let me put that into yeah. perspective for you. We've been doing this show for five. Right? Like, two years is <laughs> nothing. You talk it's about nothing. The, the Eric and Gordon origin story that I wanted to talk about because I had someone to ask and I thought it'd be funny to do it on the show. Um, was it, that's nine years ago. Yeah. And that's season nine. Like, like, so two years is a very short period of time is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this has been a thing for like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just crazy how fast time goes. And I don't, I think you made the right choice is what I'm saying. Two years yeah. is really nothing. And, you know, the other thing is, is that, I mean, and, and I guess sort of the way, the way to really sort of look at this is. I mean, it's with, with anything, really. You don't po- you don't focus on what you can't do. You focus on what you're still able to do. Exactly. And one of the yeah. big things is that I'm able to do is I'm still able to create long-lasting memories. I'm still able to have experiences. I'm still able to – I can walk. I can still go out and do stuff. I can still, you know, discover new places, try new foods, and, you know, uh, you know try new beers and things like that. And I, get, I can still – I can still do all that, and I don't have to worry about – you know, in the sense of like, you know, like if I go out to like a restaurant, I don't have to worry about writing out a fucking list that I got fucking 18 months to do this. Cause after that, I'm going to be hooked up to a fucking IV and morphine for the next fucking three weeks and I'm dead. And that's not fun. I've seen that side of it. Yeah. Oh, it's, 
it's the reason why I went through mine. So like I was just so, yep, do it, remove it because I've seen it twice and I don't ever want, I don't want anybody have to fucking go through that shit. Hopefully I won't have to. Here's an interesting statistic regarding me. Hmm. hundred thousand people were born on my birthday. Out of hmm. those hundred thousand, 94,634 of us are still alive. Wow. Okay. There's a thing. Shit. How <laughs> fuck did you come up with that? It's amazing. It's just a weird fact. <laughs> it's just a random weird I fact. am today 60,281 days old. That's, uh, that's a stupid thing about me. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, the moon has traveled around the Earth 596 times since I was born. Wow. 596 times. I have traveled around the sun... I have traveled uh, 420, no, sorry, what is it, 42 billion, 130, oh, sorry, 4 billion, 213,202 kilometers in my life. Wow. Just just sitting here on this rock, going around <laughs> the sun, that's, that's kind that's, of, that's crazy. This is stupid. So I wonder how many, how many, like, how many times around the earth is that? <laughs> I don't know too many. Well, if the moon's been around the Earth 596, then the Earth's been around the sun. Just, I don't know. I would assume close to the same number. I would think. I, I have no idea how that works. I don't know. Well, no, because <laughs> the moon the moon goes around the Earth every day, doesn't it? And then the Earth goes around the sun every year? You're no, the, we go the around the sun every 24 guy. hours. We go around the sun every 24 hours. You're the spill. That's our day and night. Uh, so where the moon goes around us... Yeah, where the moon goes around us in the same 24 hours, we go around the sun in the same time frame. I don't know. That sounds right to me, but I, I seriously have no idea. I love, do you get, do you have the black, the, oh, that guy? Does he show up on your screen as not being there? And there's yeah. a black square that says, oh, that guy. I love, now we can yeah. pick up whoever that guy was. We can just tell people, oh, yeah, it was that guy. We didn't want it was that guy. <laughs> we don't have to say it was me. And my fucking computer's a piece of shit. Um, so, yeah, people were asking. I don't know if we want to get into that today or if you had something specific you wanted to talk about. Um, I really, I've got nothing on on the, because uh, I'm working on a couple very specific shows, so I don't have anything really in the bullpen for us to chat about. Well, you know, something that just came up in the news um, two days ago, um, which is, I'm mind fucked over this one because this is just the worst fucking thing. Um, did you hear about the other, uh, the residential school that they did the ground penetrating radar on in Alberta? Uh, you know what? I honestly did not. 2,000 spots of, of interest. Yeah, it makes it all. 2,000. This is one of the oldest. Um, it's, it's either the oldest or one of the three oldest in Canadian history. It started in the 1800s um, and has been running right up until the 1990s, yeah. I think. Which is, that me. is, that's the most fucked up fact. No, but it, so here's where it gets worse. So um, since the discovery of these, the bodies being buried in residential schools, um, the Canadian government set up a, uh, a a thing where anybody who is a victim, or sorry, from before the first real big residential school started, 
um, that they found the bodies under. Um, the the government had offered uh, natives a uh, a chance where you can basically um, sign up and then you meet with a uh, a person and you explain what happened to you um, and why you should be part of the litigation to get uh, financial compensation for it. Right, which um, thing we already have. I know I've got a friend who got paid. Some have, but now the deadline for that was last night at 11.59 and 59 seconds. Of course. Here's what's fucked. And ever since the first residential school discovery... Yeah. What, uh, what's fucked the is that they put a deadline on that. Like, fuck you guys. Right? That's the first thing. I mean, first of all, you put a deadline. Secondly, you don't extend the deadline because of COVID. Right. Thirdly, you don't extend it because of the the, the bodies that are being discovered of the children. So the families that are like the, 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 the repressed memories that people are, have been struggling with for so long. When they come forward, like when they come forward, this, they have to recant what happened to them. Yeah, of course. And this is no different than what, you know, like when, when a, when a woman goes to trial because she was raped where she has to relive the entire experience again. This is not a diff, this is not an easy thing for these people to deal with. This no, is extremely traumatizing. It set them back, you know, so far just because of, you know, having to relive this experience. And yet the Canadian government put a fucking time limit That's just... on when they can and cannot fucking sign up for this. And it's just like, if there's any any human being left in this country that looks at Justin Trudeau and looks up to him in any way, shape, or form, you've you've got to understand this man is disgusting. Oh yeah, he it's, doesn't it's like him. people. I mean, we've been burying this thing for years. Like I remember when it first came to light a few years ago, and you you said you you'd never heard of it, and yeah, it's like that was the part that blew me away. Was how does how is there how have you not heard of this? It's because we're not taught it, and we're it, it's kept secret from the people that make all the decisions in this country. And that is the, the, the fact that this is just coming to light in 2023. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. It's shocking. It's appalling. It's in, it's just insane. And um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it bring, I mean, it brings up all types of, you know, antitrust of the government. Of course, the antitrust of the church themselves for doing this. It brings up a whole bunch of, like, we always look, we're, like, as, as Canadians, we're always looking at the states and like, oh, you guys had slavery. We didn't. Well, sure, we fucking did. We just didn't call it that. Yeah. I mean, we actually had slaves, too. We, I mean, we treated we just... people a hell of a lot worse than the slaves got treated, actually, because they never had to go to residential schools and That's try right. to learn to be yeah. not African. Yeah. You know, they were still allowed to. They were still allowed to embrace their own heritage to an extent, but the, the, not, not the natives, man. No. They, they were just fucked of it completely. It was. That's what I and I always said, like about you know when I said about like how handicapped people can't go to heaven because they can't conceive of a god and it's not, it's not their fault. Mm. You just can't. I, it's, it's, they're, and they're not Indians. You can't beat it into them. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It is such a fucked up, weird disappointing time to be alive in the sense knowing that this is still like here folks here's some perspective knowing that this isn't the past keep in mind too this is our lifetime like this went on this is our lifetime yeah um here's some perspective everybody if you if you really want to know how far advanced we are as as the human race 
in Canada, which is one of the world leader placements of you know of everything. You know, we're we're we are still central to a lot of stuff going on in the world and everything else. Here's a perspective check for you. Guys are more likely to not get tested for prostate cancer because they might not have a heart on. Okay? Right. The Canadian government has done everything in its power and continues to this day to do everything in its power to completely decimate an entire race of people. This is still happening today. They are doing nothing about this. This is... This is from a country who turns around and points the fucking finger at fucking Saudi Arabia for their horrendous fucking rights and will barely point a finger at fucking China for their bullshit fucking human rights violations. Look, but yet, look at what we're doing. Yeah. And then, look at we, what we allow to happen every single day, and they do nothing. And if you really question any of this stuff, just remember what our fucking fearless, fearful fucking leader did on the very first Native Appreciation Day. Remember what? Do you remember where he was when he did the first fucking day? He made the announcement. Here's the day. You guys, guys got their own special day. Uh, by the way, the entire country does not get it off, but banks do and government employees do. That's first thing. Number one, you know it's all bullshit. But the first thing our fucking leader did is this cocksucking piece of shit actually turned around and went fucking surfing. Well, yeah, of course. Denied going to any reservation, talking to any chief or any level of anything, and he denied all of it and he went fucking surfing. Well, the surf season is pretty short. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, and sure, you know, just a little you know. slack. What's you got? You got to have priorities. I think that's I mean, still good leadership. He's got to have a vacation from his very difficult fucking life. You know, come on. Yeah, well, it's pretty much his whole time in office has been vacation. Every time I turn on the news, the guy's on vacation. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So when you guys sit there and talk about how fucking how much we're moving forward as a human race, I really question that dramatically. Where? No, we're not. No. Yeah, that's and look, you can still look at the U.S. and still look at how, you know, a lot of cops are still treating black people in the U.S. It's still going on I, yeah, in the face of everything. I think one thing we're going to learn over the next little while, and definitely within our lifetime, is that primitive people weren't as primitive as we thought they were. They were actually a lot more similar to us than we're, we like to admit, and we're nowhere near as advanced as we like to pretend we are. We are... Um, we're still monkeys. We're we're just hairless monkeys at this point. We're hairless monkeys with computers. Yeah. We're we're lazy. We're getting dumber. It's shocking. Um you know, if the power goes out, you know, the vast majority of people will panic. Panic. Do you know the difference between fucking five years ago? If an intersection that has traffic lights goes out five years ago and before, when that happens, what immediately happens, as soon as that goes out, is everybody fucking stops and it turns into a four-way fucking stop. Everybody pays attention. You all go guys to the left. Everybody just goes. And there's never an accident. It's fine. I just lost all of Eric's hearing. I can't hear you. I don't hear anything. Oh, maybe he's lost all of Eric's sound. It's funny because I see his lips moving, but I can't hear his lips because I'm not deaf. <laughs> I never learned that trick.
he looks very animated, folks, with what he's saying. I just can't, I just can't remember the music. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, is what, what's humorous, Eric, well, I'm just going to keep talking while this is going on, is there's a message that comes up that says, actually, recording is higher quality. Well, <laughs> I hope so, because I don't hear anything. <laughs> and that message never came up until all of a sudden the sound disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to him all the time. Let's just hope he can jump back in on this. Okay. Oh, I hear you. Uh, can you hear me? I still can't I hear, hear you, you but. Perfectly. Oh, I hear you perfectly clear. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Let me see if I can get Gord back here for uh, anyone who doesn't know what's going on. Um, my life sucks. <laughs> oh, man. I got a phone call in the middle of the thing and that fucked us all up. That's why. Okay, so I'm back here. Oh. Okay, what the hell is going on there? I do not know. Can you hear me yet? Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow. There we go. Join. Okay. There we go. Oh. I hear you again. Shit. All right. Um, there I am. I think I'm recording. It's still recording. I'm still showing recording here. Oh. That never. That hasn't changed. Oh, that might just be you recording. Oh, I never hit record, but I don't know. We'll figure. Recorded. Anyway, sorry for that awesome interruption. I'll try to edit it out. Um, I'm I'm recording on my phone and my computer at the same time, and I got a phone call halfway through, and apparently, <laughs> and it's a fucking collection agent too, which is like fuck off. It's Saturday, right? <laughs> call me during the fucking week when I can ignore you proper. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not ever getting anything from me ever. So no. You're, you're no. not going to ruin my credit. <laughs> it's like a hundred <laughs> anyway. If anything, you might help improve it. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a threat. Now the camera's now the camera's changed, and I look really fat. Um, there we go. Ish? Nope. Better? Nope. Worse? My face? Oh, wait. That's as good as it's going to get. Who fucking cares? It's just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Who cares? I don't uh, post the video of me. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So, yeah. If you guys think we're so advanced, you, we're not. Just we're not, and I think we're yourself. actually getting worse uh, before we get better. Yeah. Um, and stuff like this is just gonna prove it. Like, and what is your what does your wokeness do for you now? Right. Which, by the way, woke was a term used by uh, was a term made by black people. Just letting you guys know that. Yeah. 
being woke. Uh, so all you white people using that, yeah, you stole that from the black man too. Just letting yeah. you know. But <laughs> fucking dick. Your, uh, <laughs> cultural appropriation. It's just appropriate. <laughs> it's not. So, well, yeah, but I still can't. I cannot. I cannot get over this. Uh, the residential um, thing. Um, and nor should you. And nor should anybody. We shouldn't get over it. It should always yeah. be at the forefront of our thinking in this country. When we, whenever you hear some people go, oh, they don't pay taxes. Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anything you can say about our First Nations communities in any respect, um, guess what? <laughs> now, um, by the way, um, so over the course of the search, which started in early November 2021, that's when they started doing the search uh, oh, yeah. and this uh, particular thing. Um, it's in the town of Labret. Okay. So it's part of the Labret Indian residential um, area. Um, which is French, guard, by the way. That's a French word for the Brett. The Brett. <laughs> which is a thing <laughs> that goes in her hair. Um but what's what's fucked up is that a security guard patrolling the area found what was later confirmed to be a hundred and twenty-five year old jawbone from a child between the ages of four and six. Wow. So just to give an idea, they've been murdering children for a hundred and twenty-five years minimum. Minimum, yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Well, Remember, this this is the church. This is the this is the Catholic Church. So Again, it, it, this this is one of the things that I really struggle with when it comes to the church and supporting it. Like, I mean, I get the idea of wait, all you people um, who go against the pedophile argument with, well, they're not all bad. Yeah, they're not all pedophiles. Yeah. No, but look what they're doing when they're not fucking the little kids. They're just killing them. Right? They're killing them. So yeah, eat it. They are um, all bad. It's a horrible, horrible religion. Sorry, sorry, hey Catholics. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, I mean, I understand the 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 community that it does, like because there are a, there is good that happens on a small local scale of what oh, they sure. do. Yeah, there's there is lots of great. I mean, the the, the community bring together the uh, you know the, the the fundraising for local charities, um, you know things like that. Guess um, what? Love it. Hitler didn't just kill dudes. He probably had yeah. some other hobbies too. Doesn't matter. No. Well, Just I mean, what got Hitler's rise to fame? Thing. Remember, what Hitler got rise to fame was workers' rights. Yeah. Doesn't That's matter. what got him his rise to fame. It was doing stuff for the workers that got them rights and got them safety in their jobs and, and things like that and better pay. You know, there's always good that comes out of the evil. Sure. So I'm just saying, like what you're saying, yeah, they do some good. Doesn't. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's not even. There's no it's not balance. <laughs> It's just, no, the balance is way the fuck off. There's no getting <laughs> around it. Um, but, like, I just, as much as I always struggled with, like, before I ever knew about residential schools, I mean, it was always a bit of a, it was a running gag until a, I found out a friend of mine was a victim of it. It was a running gag about priest fucking boys. And it was kind of like a running gag because, like, I never really knew anybody that it happened to. So it didn't really seem that real. It's just more like a tagline, like Michael Jackson fucking kids. It's kind of funny. Sure. You know, even though it's there's still, no. Like, yeah. I, yeah. You know, so. But then all of a sudden, like, with the with the residential schools, it's just. 
it takes away from this is an isolated incident incident of you know a bad or a handful or a majority of bad priests the evil the sure fucking pure evil of knowing that you are murdering children yeah and tearing a human being completely down to their core and then just throwing them out into society and being like here you go you have zero self-identity for the only reason is because they're different and just they talk differently like and and we did they didn't come to a country and we did this to them we came to their country decided they were different and they had yeah. to be changed to be more like us. That's what the, the point of the residential school was to go to a school to be to learn to be white, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we decided that that was correct, and we did it to the entire fucking country. And we did like tomorrow, if some weird race of people showed up in Canada and just started hurting us, hurting our children off to schools. To yeah. be, and they don't talk our language. They don't tell us what's going on. They just come and take our kids. Like, we would go fucking, well, we're Canadians, we probably wouldn't do very much, we just have more kids, but. <laughs> um, do we still like, get to drink beer, eh? Right, okay. Yeah, right, but we, we <laughs> you, you, they don't speak our language, they don't tell us what they're doing, they don't ask permission, they just come and take our kids and force them into this place, we don't know where they're going or when they're coming back. Yeah. And we did it to literally all of them. I, I lived with a survivor, he got paid out, um, his name is Reggie, he's a great, great old guy, um. He's uh, my daughter's uncle somehow, like one of like along the line. Mm, yeah, Technical, I think something like that. However that works, he's one of them anyway. But I lived with one. He never told me his story, but I, I when it all came up and when he got his big check, which was sixty thousand dollars, not a, really not, not, not a whole lot no. enough. For, but he cried himself to sleep for months after that. Every night you would hear him sobbing horribly, and I never asked him, and he never told me, but. After that check came in the mail, he sobbed for about a year. Like, yeah, just so I don't know what he's remembering, but he was remembering shit, and he's remembering shit, and then that realization that that's 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 his value. That's what that comes down to. That's what his that's what his value is in the eye of a country. And that's the thing. Once you were paid out, you were you're forgotten now. You're You're done. You've been taken care of. You have no right to complain anymore. And there's no, there's no, like, I'm sure there is support groups and stuff, but there's no government-funded places these people can go and, and deal with the, the trauma that, they, no. that they've lived their entire life and, and generation after generation. This went on, like Gord said, 125 years minimum. Minimum. Where the country's only 150 years old if you haven't done that math in your head. So it's the whole time we've been... Yeah. And you know. this didn't end in the past. This isn't like slavery where it was over 200 years ago. This ended in the fucking 1990s, the, the period that Gordon and I rave about all the time and say how awesome it was. This was still going on. That's how awesome This was still going on. Yeah. You know, and this is what comes back to my sort of original point. Like, you know, as much as you, you know, you know, fucking 10, 20, 30 fucking years ago, you would sort of, you know, laugh at the Catholic Church saying, well, I mean, like, you support pedophiles, but you know, if if you're if 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 you're dumb enough to put your child into this into that system, like you're you know to be left alone with these people that are known to be dangerous, that's you know that comes up to the parental choice in the sense. But the residential school added a whole new element to this. Oh, because yeah. this isn't people sending their kids anywhere. They were 
force. They had no option. And I'm the sure there's the, odd, to do it. there's the odd occasional person out there who believes he's doing God's work. I'm sure there's one of them who actually buys it. Oh, this is what God wants me to do. But most of them are just evil fucks. They have nothing to do with yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you also, you got factor in. You go to these schools and say you have, you know, one of the teachers is a complete sadist about this. The rest of you know what's going on. And if you don't do anything about it, you are 100% just as guilty as the sadist. Yeah. Because you are a sadist. You allowed it to happen and did nothing. I've said that. I say that about uh, uh, Muslims. I say that about a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You're you just know, as guilty as the cops. I've said that about the cops for the for the, the whole time this shit's been going on. If if you're a cop and you're not doing something about the problem, you are the problem. Right. Now, the one other thing, um, I had a pretty intense conversation with um with somebody. Uh, I don't want to reveal who the person was, but I had a really intense conversation about this. Um, them being. Um, was it a Kardashian? Just not. You know, no, it was not a Kardashian. No, no, it was not. I can <laughs> honestly say that. Um, but one of the things that really what sort of dawned on me because when you know as as an when you look at the perspective of here's how the vast majority of people sort of looked at what happened with the natives and everything else, and a lot of it comes down to the ignorant thought of just being like, well. You know, sure, the white man came over and created violence in the sense that they were, that they, you know, wiped out tribes and did all this stuff. And the back argument has always been it's not like the natives were all that friendly and nice about things. They were warring between each other's factions, they were killing each other for the same basic reasons. But there's one drastic difference there isn't a single native culture anywhere in North America that that recognized rape as anything other than a one-off bad person experience. Sure. Although they one did, person in the tribe. The ones in Canada, most of them did subscribe to cannibalism pretty heartily, so that's just a thing. But, I mean, that's survival for food. I'm fine with that. I have no qualms whatsoever with people eating people. I don't care. No, I agree. But, <laughs> but the rape specifically, that was a white man trait brought in and forced. And that's yeah. the difference between when you look at, when you talk about the warring factions between the individual tribes and themselves, you know, yes, they they, they would, you know, be violent and they would do these things but the difference was was respect was still always given they would never you know they would never abuse a person right now in our defense we learned it from ducks so well and, and you know corkscrew penises result in rape because that's just another thing 66 percent i think was the statistic <laughs> i believe that was the statistic for that <laughs> But, you know, and th- and that was the eye-opener for me. Like, that was a huge change in the argument all of a sudden. It's like, you know, it's it's true, though. Like, you know, like the white man came over and showed a level of violence and disregard that had never been witnessed before oh, absolutely. by any of these people. So, I mean, all of a sudden you just get on and then you're like, oh, somebody we can trade with. We've been trading with these people 
forever at this stage for fucking years and years and years and years and years. And it was always a fine trade until the white man's like, well, instead of us always shipping boats over, we should set up a small colony. There was a Facebook the other day that I, uh, I got in my feed that there was a guy like thanking people and it was really awesome. I, I've kept it, but I, I'm not going to go hunting for it now, but it's like, thank you for coming here and teaching us about lawyers and, and jails. We had no idea what that was. We had no concept of a jail. We didn't deal with, mm. we didn't have crime at the time. If someone needed something, we gave it to him. He didn't have to commit a crime to get it. So thank you for teaching right? about uh, your, your civilization. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> thank like, you. Thanks for teaching us about and it is, you know, all this horrible shit that we came up with in our society that they didn't need because they didn't have those issues. Because if someone needed something, they just gave it to him. And then they had no idea about personal property. So there was no theft because they didn't, yeah. there was no such thing as theft because no one owned anything. It was, yeah. it was, there was no personal property. It was all ours or it belonged to the land. And we, we just shared. And then there, there was no crime. It's like, thanks for teaching us about that. Yeah, th- thanks for thanks for introducing crime. Thanks for bringing us your civilization. Yeah, it's your it's so well. <laughs> um, and like Gord says, like, oh, we didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. So thanks for showing us how to completely disregard our women. And not just women, rapes. Uh, rapes, one thing we can all agree on. That's not a gender-specific uh, crime. No. You can do that to anything. Any, any, anyone and anything, pretty much, yeah. Uh, but it's just it's just a shock like i'm just i'm i'm just i'm absolutely blown away and the worst thing is is because it's gone on for so long and up to so recently like i don't under like i i don't even know how you begin to try to make it right like i mean like how do you how do you make that right and to say hey look even though we knew it was fucked up like Take take away from the fact of when society that we're in, the 1990s, right. you know, like we had already dealt with the what, with what was going on in, in in Africa with the starving families and everybody in Africa. You had uh, what was going on the wars, uh, the east, uh, all the wars in the sure. east. You um, knew all this shit was going down. We knew human rights. We knew what was going on. You know, this goes. We've back. always famously denied what's going on in our own backyard. Yeah, but I mean, but the fact that there's such a large group that kept us going, yeah, right up till the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and there's they were and they kept it going, knowing full well, like because like it's one thing, you know, we were sort of raped into this to be told that you know natives were a subspecies and they weren't this and they weren't that, and that's the mentality of what they were taught going into this. You can only claim ignorance up to a certain point. You lost that argument, you know. Once you once you gave black people the right to vote, drive, and do all that other stuff, and gave them freedom, you lose the argument to not do the same thing for natives. Well, yeah, and that's and well, first of all, the concept that any group of human beings is is subhuman for some reason, like. Just the fact that you know, was, there, there are groups that are subhuman. I fully, absolutely do believe that. They're called government. Oh, yeah. There you go. Sure. They are subhuman. They don't believe in human rights. They don't They don't abide by the same laws that are forced upon the rest of the people. They don't do it. They don't do any of this it's, stuff. It's almost they, more sinister in Canada because of the way we pass ourselves off as being so much better than everybody else. And we go, oh, we're the, we're the champions of all these rights. And we, But, no, we do so much bad shit and cover it up. And we knew every government... 
going mentioned, I'll say it again, 125 years. That means literally every government of Canada. We're only 150 years old. Yeah. Uh, literally know. every government knew and either condoned it or ignored it. If they didn't fully support it, they just pretended it wasn't going on. Either way, it's horrible. And we pass ourselves off internationally as being something so much better than that. Oh, look at the great proud Canadians. Fuck off. We're scumbags yeah. just like everybody else. Humans in general are just filthy, terrible creatures. Shocking. It's just, like I said, it's shocking. It's appalling. It's, it's to the point now where, I mean, right now the one thing that I say that should happen is, I mean, as a leader of our country, our leader needs to step down and literally just put himself in jail. <laughs> That's the first thing. He just, just admit full guilt, take full responsibility where no other leader would take responsibility because you don't care. You've proven you don't care. And therefore you should be punished to the fullest extent of human and by jail he doesn't mean bang on zoos vancouver mansion that's not new new <laughs> i'm talking about go to fucking the venezuelan fucking prison that's on the outskirts of society where there's you know fifteen thousand people in a prison that holds 300 that's where you oh, yeah. deserve and should be going well let's totally it remind people if you haven't listened to the old show eric and gordon whatever for right available wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast so 406 episodes i believe uh available and um i'm still uh, giving them back up just but uh, the prison that I was going to start if you put me in charge Canada's only going to have one prison it's going to be just <laughs> north of Alert Bay mm -hmm. um, and it's it's going to have no locks on the doors and you get and there's also no sentences if you go then you you just go and you don't get sentenced you're just there and uh, uh, there's there's no locks on the doors you get but you get no shirt and no shoes and you can come and go as you please yeah. But it's in the northernmost part of Canada, which is a, a, a place so remote that it's actually got less oxygen than the rest of Earth. Um, <laughs> Shit, is that true? Really? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the oxygen yeah. levels change out there because it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm just looking at how far north it really is. Holy fuck, is it ever north. Oh, yeah. Um, this is Okay, so give everybody an idea. You know when you're looking at the map of Canada, um, this is... This is just wow! Is it ever fucking north? So yeah. this is northern tip of Vancouver Island, or it's, yeah, um, it's northern northern tip of Vancouver Island, and it's an island in its own, in the middle of a bay. It's this own tiny little island that sort of sits there, and I can and you're actually lighter there. Be a good idea. You're you're uh, you 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 lose weight if you go there. Because you actually experience a certain degree of weightlessness because it's so. Well, shit! I gotta get fucking my ass moving over there then. I would love to check it out, <laughs> but uh, I actually I applied for a job. I mean, I don't know what that word's looking at, but I applied for a job in Iqaluit, which is right there. Uh, where? Iqaluit, it's called, and it's in Alert Bay, near Alert Bay. Hmm. I applied to be a grocery store manager up there. Which is a hundred thousand dollar a year job. Oh, I remember that. <sighs> and that was gonna be it was gonna be right there. It's it's in that area. You need your <laughs> firearms license. Just bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> See, you know, I just, 
one thing just to put a positive spin on Canada, I love that there's the answer to certain questions of why you can or cannot do something is because bears. Right. I love that. <laughs> it's so true. You know, it's it's funny. Um, <laughs> I laugh with this shit. Um, you know, um, a, a, a friend, a former friend of mine, um, manages a grocery store and uh, uh, there's uh, one of his friends that manages a different grocery store in downtown Toronto um, just to sort of show the difference. <laughs> so fucking funny. The manager of this other grocery store gets punched in the face on average three times a week. Sure. Punched in the face Yeah. by customers. Okay, I'm going to repeat this. This is a grocery store. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Just like you're going there to buy food, and on average, three times a week, the store manager is being punched in the face. I'm not gonna lie; at least twice a week, I go there just to punch somebody in the face. So, but I mean, sure, you know, I don't find groceries. I prefer if if this is your outlook, then what you do is you aim your fist to the people that finger fuck the food before they buy it. That's where you aim your fist. You don't not the store manager; it's not his fault. You hit the people that go around and touch all the food, every bit of it, and just finger fuck everything, and then they eat stuff, put their fucking fingers in their mouth, and then put it back and touch the grapes and shit. Those are the ones you want to hit. Fuck. Shit drove me fucking wild. Poke the meat. Poke the meat was always a fun game when I was little. Yeah, right? (laughs) What's wrong with that? I used to love just running around poking the meat. (laughs) But so, yeah, this guy gets punched in the face. Uh, Three times a week. Three times a week, which three, doesn't three happen in It doesn't happen anywhere else. It only happens in this store. <laughs> but also, you don't have to worry so much about bears. That's right, it's, yeah. So there's no bears. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> no, no. That's Canada. Useless fact for you. There's Canada. Um, I have to get going. I desperately need to use the washroom. Ah, fair. Oh, by the way, other downfall, by the way, folks, to having prostate cancer and, and treatment, um, holding your pee, not so easy anymore. Yeah, well, I, I should probably get checked out because I got the same thing. So you should yeah. go as in that's our hour? Is it up already? Yeah, that's, we literally actually, just, it's funny because I just, I'm like, oh my God, I really got pee. And I looked, I'm like, we just hit the hour. <laughs> and we barely scratched the surface of anything. So um, we'll have to pick this up again later. If you got to yes. go, you can go. I can say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a chance. I can hold it for long enough. I do. I have to wear a pad now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I should start. Um, if anything, just let it go. We'll, uh, right. we'll discuss name brands off the air. <laughs> we will pick this up um, again next week, and hopefully uh, you guys have all learned something by then. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It wasn't my topic, and I did. It threw me off because I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do, folks. That's what I'm now bringing to the table. I'm making your lives miserable. <laughs> well, this show is always well. The, the, the last show was all about uh, we had the answers to everything. Me and Gord gave you all the answers. Well, this show is we're asking some fucking questions, Chris. Yeah. Now we don't have any answers, so now this is a total flip around from what we're used to doing. Uh, and that's that's great. We're going to ask some questions, and this is one that we brought up, and I think it's awesome, and we'll touch on it again next week. I also like that, that we finish up off and come back a week later and revisit it. So, um, until next week when we do this, I hope it's going to be a Saturday morning thing. For those of you who are listening live, uh, we're trying our best to keep it consistent. So, yes, we are. 
we will continue to try that. Until then, next week, next Saturday, hopefully somewhere around then. Um, be good to yourself. Be better to someone else. Right. Yep. I say that too. Awesome. Cool. All right. I got to go. Peace. Oh, Talk to you next fuck, week. All right. See you next All week, right. brother. Bye. Bye. Um, All right, buddy. Are you still Keep going. Nope. Uh, do you have HFG? No. I got a false positive years ago. Oh, dude. It's, uh, it's like I have HFG. Yeah, you mentioned that. No, I got, I got, they took a very long time to come back. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, rough. I had MRSA at the time. You had what? I had MRSA. It's essentially the flesh eating disease. And while I was in hospital, they gave me a false positive for HIV, which is great. It's about six weeks before they. I kind of just, I was just dealing with the MRSA at the time, and we were pretty positive that was going to kill me, so. I never even thought of that. That's a that's a crazy threat to me. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.